trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
And with that, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the beginning of your Radio Sega Live weekend. And I hear it is absolutely the best way to kick it off. And that's not just because it's the only way. Uh, so welcome to the show. As always, I'm Green Viperate, and for the next two hours we've got you some of the finest Sega music. Both remixes and normal music for today. As you've seen from the blog post or you've seen down in the Discord, we're going to be focusing on Sonic's adventures in the two-dimensional plane. Because... It is almost time for Sonic Mania Plus. I'm pretty excited myself. Uh, Twenty mentioned there'll probably be quite a bit of gushing, but I'm going to try and stick away from the gushing. But I am very excited for the game. You can tell I'm excited because I've got two copies on pre-order, and if that's not sad enough, and I don't really know what is. Speaking of Discord, by the way, RadioSE.J4/Discord. We currently got Lost Impact. We've got Twinny. We've got Jamie. We've got Supersonic Swag. Earlier on we had Admiral Snackbar, we also had IO1980, and we got Callum, who's probably tuned in, I'm not sure if he is or not yet, he'll probably give us a signal in just a second, but anyway. So as we know, the game is releasing on Tuesday, and it's an updated version of Sonic Mania, the downloadable game, obviously brought to physical form with new content. Now, uh, it's, it's going to be pretty good, I can tell you that already. Yeah, uh, sorry, I was checking. I had to put that in there. It's going to be pretty good. It's going to be awesome. I'm personally looking forward to it. I hope you are down in the chat as well. But if you're not, that's completely fine. Because this show is not going to be focused too much on that specific release. It's going to be instead focused on just the music, which has made up all of the various instances where Sonic has only been controllable from left to right. So that's games like Sonic Rush... Uh, Sonic Rivals, I'm trying to think of games that aren't classic first, you've got the classic stages in Generations, you've got them in Forces, you've also got the Advanced games, and then obviously you've got the ones that everyone knows, 1, 2 and 3, 4, Mania, all those games, but anything that didn't have a third dimension, anything where you couldn't remove in 8 directions, is basically what we're looking at today. So we've also got some quite awesome music coming up throughout the duration of the show, as I've said, but you've also got the opportunity to request what you want. And so far, quite a few people have got in theirs, but we've still got room for plenty more, so you know the usual place to send them by now. But if you're a new listener and you don't, then that is at Topical Resort, at Radio Sega, or at The Green Viper 8 over on Twitter. Or you can use the hashtag Topical Resort, or you can send it to me in a Discord DM. Uh, I'm Green Viper 8 on our Discord server. So with that in mind, I think it is time we actually already moved on and got into our first topical coast, or trivia coast. No, I got the name wrong, damn it. <laughs> Why don't we move on over into the first segment of the trivia coast. Trivia Coast yeah, we need to dedicate quite a bit of time to this, because as we know last time, uh, people wanted the rules explained for quite a few, quite a few instances. I <laughs> got asked them about three or four times, but the Trivia Coast is our game show type segment here at the Topical Resort, and the aim isn't for, well, the aim is for glory, but it certainly isn't for prizes. We're just doing this for fun, but we're also doing it to flex your Sega trivia. And today we're going to be kicking off stuff with a hard question, and this hard question isn't anywhere near as bad as the one was on the first episode, because that was horrible. But two people still somehow managed to get it. Actually, I think it might have been three in the end. 
but yes, three people got it there, but this one I think quite a few more people will get. But it's still not very Googleable, if that makes sense. But if you know it, you know it. If you don't, there's ways to find it, is all I'm going to say. But with that in mind, I should go over the rules quickly. So I'm going to ask you three questions at the end of each talk bed. I'm going to start with a hard question, then go to medium, then go to easy. For your hard question, you get five points. For your medium question, you get three points. And for the easy question, you get one point. As I said, none of these are particularly horrible today. They're, they're stuff which you should know as a Sega fan. But, with that, with that aside... And also, I should say, you can answer the questions in any talk bed. So, for example, the hard question... <laughs> my hard question is going to be eligible until the entries close. Same with every other question. So you can enter for every single question until the entries close just before the beginning of the fourth talk bed. That in mind, let's get on to the hard question. Originally, it was intended for another stage to be between Palm Tree Panic and Collision Chaos in Sonic CD. What was the name of this stage? Originally, it was intended for another stage to be between Palm Tree Chaos and, S and Collision Chaos. Nope. Originally, it was intended for another stage to be, be between Palm Tree Panic and Collision Chaos in Sonic CD. What was the name of this stage? Send me your answers in a Discord DM. I'm Green Vaporate hash six three eight three. I think that's my Discord name, and you can send them in beginning right now. Go ahead and get them in. But speaking of Sonic CD, we're gonna get you on a track from Sonic CD, except it's a bit of a remix. So, from the Sonic Zone remix competition, this is Pandemonium, right here on the Topical Resort. Your own voice, man. 
next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash And with that in mind, welcome back to the Topical Resort. What you just had there was from Sonic Mania, and that was Wild Style Pistolet. Yeah, Pistolero. <laughs> the theme of Mirage Saloon Act 1 Knuckles version, because the Sonic version has a completely different song. Before that, from the Sonic Zone Remix competition, that was Pandemonium. A remix by... Yeah, that person. Uh, I have to pronounce that as well. Akumajo Belmont featuring Digi Valentine. Yeah. I'm baffled. I, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Someone tell me, please. Uh, I currently, down in the chat, is multitasking because he is typing in chat and listening to the show while playing Fortnite. And that is the way you play Fortnite. You don't have your full attention on it. Instead, you just play... You just, you just play the game, but more importantly, you focus on other stuff, such as the topical result, because it is the best show on a Friday night. At 7pm on Radio Sega, that's the only accolade we have, okay? So, as you may know, there's obviously quite a bit of history to the Sonic franchise. Duh. There's their history of creation, there's history behind every game. But shall we go behind the history, or the hasty history, of two games in the franchise which don't often get their backstory discussed? Because we've all heard the story of how Sonic was created a million times, how about we look into something a bit different? Today, in Hasty History, we're going to be looking over Sonic Blast, a Game Gear title, and Sonic Rush, a DS title. Um, Jamie has put me in the hot seat here, because he says, How do I feel about the Sega shop not shipping to the UK? Uh, shocked. It seems a bit odd to me, because you'd think they would, especially considering how many Sega fans there are in the UK, and also the fact of there's an actual uh, chat's distracting me right let me close it down so I th I think in terms of the Sega shop we obviously have one here in the UK I think they relaunched it but we don't have anywhere near the level of merchandise that they do in the US so excluding people just from flat out buying it and paying like import charges and extra postage I think it's just a bit of an odd decision because you're locking out so many people who will be potential customers to your product. That's just how I see it. I just see it as a silly business decision rather than anything more malicious. And advance does count, Callum. Yes, because I forgot to write that on the list. I was in a little bit of a rush today because if you were watching the charity tournament yesterday, you would know that I was having a few issues getting the blog post up due to time restraints because that was sort of what I was pouring all my time into. So, yeah, that took up my time, so I had to post the blog post today, and I like getting the blog post up on Wednesday, but it had to go up on Friday, because that's how it worked, and the reason I missed out a ton of games from it was a very simple reason, in that I wanted my lunch, because it was one o'clock, so I went to go and eat food, so I rushed through it as quickly as possible. But yes, shall we get into history finally, since people keep trying to distract me, of Sonic Blast. So the game was released worldwide on the Game Gear in November of 1996, and a Master System version was released in December 1997 in Brazil only. 
The title was developed by Aspect, the company responsible for the majority of the 8-bit Sonic library minus Sonic 1. The pre-rendered graphics were obviously inspired by Donkey Kong Country and the sequels, but are limited due to the limitations of both 8-bit devices, as both characters have few animation frames and there wasn't even enough memory to display the series style. There wasn't even enough memory to display the series staple timer. Sonic Blast is notable for being the last Game Gear game to be published by Sega in every region. I don't know why, because... Yeah, and the final Game Gear to be released in Japan, as Electric Boogaloo points out, under the name... G-Sonic, I think was the title of the Japanese version. The game did not fare well in reviews, with most stating that the visuals distracted and took away from the fluidity of the gameplay, with it generally being considered to be one of the worst Sonic titles on the Game Gear, but not the worst. That, that last one, that goes to Sonic Labyrinth. As for Sonic Rush, it was released worldwide in November 2005 for the DS. The game was the first Sonic title for the platform, tech demos aside. The game featured new, the new character known as Blaze the Cat, who would later go on to be a mainstay in the series. It switched between the two screens of the DS frequently, while also using other features of the handheld, such as the touchscreen. The boost mechanic and focus on speed came from when Dimps noticed how complex the series was becoming, and wanted to focus on what the series was known for while presenting some new ideas. Arguably the most notable point of the game is the soundtrack, composed by the critically acclaimed composer Hideki Naganuma, featuring his iconic sampling style, even though it's a bit of a love-hate soundtrack for some, but for most it's love. The game was received very well by most critics, and later would go on to receive a sequel in the form of 2007's Sonic Rush Adventure, and a semi-sequel in the form of, two of 2010's Sonic Colors DS. And as Electric points out, the last Game Gear game, or last new Game Gear game to be released in the US was Jurassic Park The Lost World. And I was right in thinking that Sonic Blast was called G-Sonic, because it was released under the Kids Gear brand, as I suspected. That's a good, that's a pretty good track, Callum. Um, possibly, I might, I might grant some more requests tonight if I don't get it. Okay, so if we don't get too many more requests, I will grant some more. So I'll, I'll grant two, two, if you want to. Does that sound good? Hopefully it sounds good. Speaking of requests, we do have requests right up next, the next music block, so send them to me on Twitter or through Discord, and I will get round to them as long as they are in, within the boundaries of the topic. With that in mind, shall we get back on over to the Trivia Coast? I think we should. Trivia Coast. So once again, back to the Trivia Coast, and we actually did get some entries, and we got some winners for the last round, so congratulations to Callum and Electric Boogaloo, who both got their respective five points. As for the rest of you, I think you might need a bit of a brush-up. So, originally, it was intended for another stage to be between Palm Tree Panic and Collision Chaos in Sonic CD. What was the name of this stage? You can still get in your answers for that one, but coming up next is the medium question. So one that isn't as difficult as the last one, but still got some challenge to it. I also feel the need to say, because there's quite a lot of people who are saying down in the chat room they simply don't know. Google is allowed for this quiz, but the questions are worded in such a way to where Google probably won't help you. Well, it'll, it'll help you, but it won't give you the answer. You should use it as a tool 
not as the guaranteed way to score your points. And that is a good request, Electric. I was actually going to slot that in for my own request, so I can take that one <laughs> off. Awesome. So, with that in mind, shall we get into the medium question? How many... How What? How many... I've worded that wrong in my own document. How many times do you have to hit Eggman to defeat him in Sonic 3 and Knuckles' Hidden Palace Zone? How many times do you have to hit Eggman to defeat him in Sonic 3 and Knuckles' Hidden Palace Zone? Once again, you can send me your answers to me in a direct message on Discord. I am Green Vaporate. And you are now playing for three points. With that in mind, I'm going to wait for a few more of your requests, and then I'm going to get on with the rest. And yes, Lost Impact, you can request, even though I already put in one from you, because you put in a joke request, so... I'll grant you another, and I will also grant you another. Uh... Where's this one? Album version. I want that. Jamie could potentially be correct there. I'll look in a sec. That's a good track. Yep, put in that one. Definitely. So... i do a bit of rearrange. Rearrange here. Like that. Yeah, that should work. But anyway, send in your answers and I will deal with your requests right now. And I'll also deal with your answers. And I'll tell you whether you got the points or not. I'm hoping that no one gets the point. Or no, I know people will get the points, but I'm hoping I get to send out a lot of notes. But anyway, into the request. So, kicking off one from a pretty mediocre game, but one that does have a fairly nice soundtrack. So, from Sonic Blast, this is Green Hill Zone, and when we come back, we'll be talking through all the games on the request resort list. But for now, enjoy your requests. Request Resorts.
An absolute tune right there from Sonic the Hedgehog CD, the Japanese version, as requested by Cal, and that was Cosmic Eternity, Believe in Yourself. That's actually my favourite track between the two versions combined. The lyrics are nonsensical, but I love it. Just the background music and the piano breakdown, and also the fact that the lyrics are nonsensical. It just makes it all that's. I don't know, it just makes it so much better than the rest of the soundtrack for me. Definitely, in my opinion, a better ending track than the US version, because I like that, but it's it's not rewarding enough. Like, the US version is an instrumental of Sonic Boom, and I really like that instrumental, but you know, you've just beaten the game. You want you want a song that gets you pumped up and also relaxed, so you just beat it, but Sonic Boom, the instrumental is like my ending theme to the game is just an instrumental of the track that I heard at the beginning of the game, like what? So, in a way, much better than the US ending, in my opinion, but I still love both soundtracks. And, uh, Jamie says, well, there goes my request. I completely forgot about your request, Jamie, I'm sorry. Um, I'll, I will put it on in a sec, <laughs> when I remember. So, yeah, give me a bit and I'll put that on, but yes, before that, from Knuckles Chaotix, that was Midnight Greenhouse, that was my own request, because I wanted Knuckles Chaotix somewhere in the show. Especially considering how incredibly similar Mania Plus or Mania Plus's encore mode is going to be to Knuckles Chaotix. There's a ton of throwbacks to that game, so we had to get in at least something on this show from the game. And that's my favourite track overall. For that, as requested by Callum, that was Cybertrack Act 1 from Sonic Advance 3. Not, not my favourite version of Cybertrack, and equally not my favourite Advance game, but it's pretty good still. Both both the track and the game. A game which <laughs> I shouldn't say bad things about because people don't like it when I say bad things about this game. Sonic Forces Iron Fortress, that was requested by Lost Impact as a joke. That song gives me PTSD, it gives me Vietnam flashbacks because, oh my god, playing that game. The playing that game, no, playing that game was okay, but that specific stage sucked so badly. Because I was playing the game today again, just because I was going through trying to get some more achievements, and the main issue I have is the momentum. I, I can look past some of the other parts of the game, but the momentum is just shocking. Like, you walk super slowly on the ground, but as soon as you jump, your speed just goes through the roof. And that's an auto-scroller, and auto-scrollers are already bad enough, but now an auto-scroller with, you know, parts where you need to go slow, parts where you need to go fast, Parts over bottomless pits, it's just absolutely horrible. My first playthrough I easily spent a half an hour on that on that what's supposed to be a two-minute stage. Dreadful, but the music's okay. It's not my favourite classic track in the game, but it's I don't think it's certainly the worst one. For that, an absolute tune requested by Twinny from Sonic Rush, that was wrapped in black, the theme of the true final boss. For that from Electric Boogaloo from the US version of Sonic CD, that was titled Tempest US, the album version. Before that, as requested by Lost Impact from Sonic Rush, that was What You Need, the Blazy Mix, which plays exclusively in Blaze's version of Dead Zone. Kicking off the block from Electric Boogaloo was Green Hill Zone from Sonic Blast. Now with that in mind, let's see what you guys have been saying down in the chat. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, just wanted to mention that a few people have got the medium question right so far. However, I want to give a special shout out to Callum, because he's easy, easily guessed... 20 plus times and isn't even in the right ballpark yet of answers so uh, best of luck to him and yeah Supersonic Sag Supersonic Sag 
that's a disgusting username, Supersonic Swag, that's much better, <laughs> says, I unfortunately the final difficulty spike to try and increase game time. That was the only area in the game that I ever got stuck at as such. The rest of the game was pretty smooth sailing, aside from maybe Iron Fortress, but that stage... Iron Fortress was at least fair difficult, and it had a really good music track, my favourite music track in the entire game. But, yeah, Iron Fortress... I can't remember what it's called. Iron Fortress, the classic Sonic stage, it doesn't have... <laughs> As good a music as whatever the Avatar stage is called, I can't remember off the top of my head now. But Imperial Tower, that's it, yeah. Imperial Tower was like the final, final push, which everyone said sucked, but I thought Imperial Tower was actually easier than Iron Fortress. <laughs> you got way, way to save the hardest for last, guys. Anyway, with that in mind, I think it's time we got on to more rambling, because this is the part of the show where I review the games that we are talking about, so, you know, we, when we pick a topic, we pick the pool of games that's eligible for the request resort, and then based off those games, I talk about each one of them, give my review whether I'd recommend or not recommend, whether I'd recommend the soundtrack, and sometimes we even get in your opinions on some of these games, so let me know on all the usual places what you think about these games. Now in mind, the first one up on this list is Knuckles Chaotix, and... I beat this game back around January time, just because um, the main reason I actually did it was because I just got my Pi 3, as in Raspberry Pi 3, and set up all my emulators and stuff on it, and the Pi 1 never used to work with 32X, it used to run really slowly and at a really low resolution, so as soon as I got it, the first thing I did was, right, can this play 32X games, and it plays them at 1080p, 60fps, that's what I like, and eventually I just played the game for long, I put it in... I put it on the Raspberry Pi just to test it out, see whether it was working. But I enjoyed the game so much that I kept playing until the very end, so I did it all in one sitting, and I really like Knuckles Chaotix. It feels, in a way, like Sonic 3.5, but yeah, I don't think it's correct to call it Sonic 4. It obviously borrows a lot of elements from the first three games, but yet yeah, does something completely unique with it. And I know people don't really like that aspect of it, they would much rather it just play like a traditional Sonic game, and I can understand that. But I still really enjoy the gameplay, I think it's a nice fresh take, the graphics are gorgeous, the music is even better. And most of all, I like the fact that Knuckles, for once, is in the starring role, and not that blue porcupine. So overall, I'm a pretty big fan of Knuckles Chaotix, despite the fact it's not one of the best received games in the series, but it's... It's good, but not the best, a lot of people would say, but I absolutely love it. Sonic and Knuckles, the second part of Sonic 3 and Knuckles, the lock-on game. I'm going to grab it quickly, because um, there's literally no point of me grabbing that whatsoever. I just wanted to look at it for inspiration. So, the game was sort of best known for the fact of it was the only game, but also the first game, to use lock-on technology. So, you'd get the Mega Drive cartridge, you'd flip the case up, and you'd stick Sonic 1, Sonic 2, or Sonic 3 onto the top of it. Depending on which one you stuck in, you'd get a different game. If you stuck in Sonic 2, you'd get Knuckles in Sonic 2. If you stuck in 3, you'd get Sonic 3 and Knuckles. And if you stuck in Sonic 1 or any other Mega Drive game, you would get a unique Blue Spheres level. So, Blue Spheres being the special stage in the game. 
and if you just played it on its own then you get the second half of Sonic 3 and Knuckles on its own just Sonic and Knuckles as a concept I absolutely love this concept and I also get why they wanted to or why they had to do it in a sense because they wanted to make Sonic 3 just one massive game due to time constraints and how big the cartridge would have been they had to do this sort of weird lock-on technology aspect I imagine they probably intended to make more lock-on technology games but it was such a unique device to make that I imagine that's why they never did it again because you've got to make unique moulding for all the cartridges you've got to actually include the lock on bit on the top which probably adds some cost to it so I can see why they never did this again but I absolutely love the concept of lock on technology and I wished more Mega Drive games had done it I'm well aware that there are pirate games that have sim similar concepts to bypass um, the the region lockout or the piracy lockouts for some consoles. There's quite a few NES games that employ similar features just to get around it, but this was the only time, as far as I know, that officially a console ever did this, and I love the concept. Wish they did more. As for the game itself, it's pretty fun. Out of the two halves, Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles, I'd say this is, in my opinion, the weaker half. Weaker by a margin, because it's still really, really good but just not as good, in my opinion, as Sonic 3. I just can't play this game on its own. I can play Sonic 3 on its own. I can play it as Sonic 3 and Knuckles. I just can't play Sonic and Knuckles on its own. I always tend to tire of the game when I do that. I don't know why. It's just a really weird mental thing. But anyway, yes, Sonic and Knuckles, a great video game. Go and buy it on one of the many collections that it's on. Sonic Blast, as I've already mentioned, not going to go into too much detail on this one. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It doesn't have too many fundamental issues, but it certainly isn't a good game. As mentioned, the pre-render graphics don't really work on 8-bit, and the music, while being good, doesn't really hold up or hold up the rest of the game with it. Overall, if you have it on some sort of collection like Sonic Adventure DX or Sonic Gems Collection, I think it was on, then you should be good to go. Otherwise, don't bother. I just just leave it. You're not really missing out on much. Um, Sonic CD. I bang on about this game all the time because it's my favourite of the actual classics. Classics is in the 90s 2D games. A lot of people tend to count Mania as a classic but it wasn't released in the same time frame. In that sort of time frame, this is my favourite title. I love everything about it. I love the fact that it had two soundtracks, meaning that you get two different two ways that are very different to play the game and it feels sometimes like a different experience entirely playing through a different soundtrack to the one you know and love. also love the fact that they finally brought Sonic to a console more powerful than the Mega Drive and while it doesn't really show, you know, there's certainly some benefits to it. There's the, uh, there's the level design as well which is more focused on exploration rather than speed which may be a bit sacrilegious to some but I do adore I do adore time travelling, exploring back to the past, destroying the robot generators, just destroying the Metal Sonic holograms. There's a lot of fun to be had in that, which you wouldn't have in a traditional Mega Drive Sonic game. So, I really do love this one, I'd highly recommend you check it out. Um, a lot of people would say get the 2011 remake, but I actually am very unique in that I prefer the, Son the Sega CD version of the game. So. If you can emulate that or get a hold of a, an original copy, I'd say play that version because I'm a bigger fan of it, but the 2011 version is still amazing, especially that widescreen support.
you know I've got to love it. Sonic Chaos, my favourite of the Master System games. This was the third in the mainline Master System series coming after Sonic 2 and coming for Triple Trouble. I love this one because it has my favourite... Actually, no, that's not true. It has a very good soundtrack. The levels are unique. I love the art. I love the bosses. I love the level design itself. It's just a really good package overall, and there's no parts that sort of let it down, unlike some of the other titles in the mainline series on on the console. Overall, I'd highly recommend Sonic Chaos. Go ahead and give it a whirl. If you're in America, you're going to probably have to get it on like the virtual console or something, but over here in the UK or in Europe, it's very simple to get a hold of a Master System copy and get that authentic experience. Sonic Colors DS. I absolutely love this version of the game. Um... I'd say, in fact, it's arguably on par with the Wii version, which is really controversial to some, because they're two different styled games. This one is styled more so like the Sonic Rush series, as I mentioned earlier, whereas the Wii version is obviously more styled like Sonic Unleashed and Sonic Generations. I've These versions are obviously very different, but as in terms of how this one stacks up, very well. I'd say it's just as playable as the Wii version and just as great as it, despite it being almost different, almost completely different in the gameplay aspect. Also, no Hideki Naganuma on this one, which sucks, but we got we got pretty good recreations of the Wii version soundtrack. I'd recommend you pick this one up, get it, get it on DS. Go and support. Actually, no, you can't buy DS games anymore, obviously, but I know. I know a lot of places still have this pre-owned, because a lot of places still do pre-owned DS games, so go ahead and pick up an actual copy, don't emulate this one. Give a hard copy your time and energy. Sonic Forces, I did explain some of my problems with this one earlier on. Overall, I really don't hate this one. I, I think it's just slightly better than meh leaning towards good but the keyword there is leaning it's not good it's just it's, it's you can really see what they're going for in some places but it just doesn't quite reach it it's all over the place there's incredible highs and also incredible lows and i'm not really sure what to think i think in fact it probably would have got off much less harshly or there would have been a lot less harsh criticism had it not come out mere months after Sonic Mania receiving critical acclaim everywhere. But that's sort of the issue that they had to deal with, because the whole point of Mania was that it was going to be sort of an indie title, and then Forces was going to be the big AAA game. And Sega's incompetence in how well Mania would sell, because they didn't think it would sell well, they were like, Oh, we'll use Forces as a vehicle to support Mania, so we'll tie the two stories in, so that way Forces can hold up Mania. And then, as we know, thanks to Steam leaking the details, Mania has something like ten times more players than Sonic Forces does on PC, so... Uh, I will let you be the judge of how well that plan worked. Anyway, as for the game itself... Classic Sonic's horrible, modern Sonic's pretty good, Avatar is... meh. There's... Each one of them as well has their highs and lows, but I don't know, it's just such a jarring game. I feel like they have something here, and they can build on it, and they can work on it, but 
as it is right now, Sonic Forces is an incredibly jarring title. Sonic Generations, I title it as much less jarring. This one's critically acclaimed for a reason. Classic Sonic is great. Modern Sonic is great. They both combine to create one awesome game that looks back through the history of the series. We've all played this one at some point, so not too much detail needs to be gone into. But great stage selection, great remixes, great use of source material in a sense because they use the source material while still making levels that feel fresh despite being based off old levels. It's level design 101 in a sense. It's probably the best designed boost game in general so give Sonic Generations a whirl. Sonic Mania, Twinny expected me to gush over this one so there might be some gushing but uh, in terms of Actual 2D games, this is by far my favourite game on the list. I just adore Sonic Mania in... Because I knew I would always enjoy it when it came out, but I just didn't gauge how much I'd enjoy it. Like, when it came out, I was just blown away by how good it was. I knew it'd be good, but just a whole nother level to my expectations. Everything about the game is just so gorgeous. The level design, the way levels look, stuff like Studiopolis or Studiopolis, or whatever you want to call it. The reason that's so widespread on the internet is because how gorgeous it looks. Same with Press Garden, same with Mirage Saloon. This game just has so much going for it, even if half the levels, or more than half the levels in the game, are from old games, because they're remixed in such a way to where they still feel new, despite them being old levels. Either way, I'm looking incredibly forward to Mania Plus. It's going to be a great title. And, yeah, but as the original stands without the DLC, incredible game. I'm sure you've already bought it at this point, because it's that type of game that everyone just buys when it's on sale, or, you know, because it's so cheap, only 15.99 for a game, which you will get your value for money for in no time. Sonic Rovers 1 and 2, I talked about these a few weeks ago, because these were on the racing game episode. They're pretty critically panned, but I love, love, love the Rivals series. you got to go into it not expecting a traditional Sonic platformer, but instead a spin-off game. So lower your expectations a bit in that sense. But the games themselves are pretty fun. The, the, the one issue I would say that I have with them is the rubber banding's a little too much at points. It really always comes down to the last few seconds in some races, which sucks incredibly. But Sonic Rivals 1 and 2, fun levels, fun music, fun gameplay, pretty good games, even though they're critically panned. I'd recommend you pick them up on the PSP, because they're dirt cheap, and for what they are, they're pretty fun. Don't go into it expecting, expecting a masterpiece, you're just getting a small little title. Sonic Rush and Sonic Rush Adventure, these are also critically acclaimed for a reason. The music in both games, although different composers between the two, is awesome. Level design is incredible, especially Rush Adventure. It hits the nail on the head with 2D boost gameplay. Arguably more so than Colors DS, and that came out three years later. But Sonic Rush, the original, I think has the better level aesthetics. I love the way the levels look in that game. Sonic Rush Adventure has great ones as well. Rush Adventure also has the advantage of having a great story. Rush does as well, but it's a little by the numbers at some points, but 
Both are very good titles. I'm sure you've played them because anyone with a DS, which is a lot of people, probably had these at some point down the line, either brand new or used or whatever. You probably have played these titles, so I don't need to recommend them to you, but I will anyway. Sonic Rush and Sonic Rush Adventure, give them a whirl. Sonic 1, 2, and 3. There's not really too much I can add to the argument about these games. They kickstarted the series. That's because just how solid of games they were, to be honest. Obviously, nowadays, they're not everyone's cup of tea in the fran- or Every franchise has... I don't know where I'm trying to go with this, basically, but... There's, nowadays, there's people in the fan base who don't like these games, which is understandable because, you know, different people have different tastes. But Sonic 1, 2, and 3, they kickstarted the franchise for a reason, basically. Very solid games. We all know and love the soundtracks. And we all know and love the gameplay and the zones that it introduced to the series, except Green Hill. We're a bit tired of Green Hill at this point, but that argument's been brought up a number of times. Sonic 4, what can I add that hasn't been added, just like I did with the other games? It's pretty bad. I don't think it's the astounding lows that everyone claims them to be. They're certainly not up there with the greats. They suffer from pretty... Or the first game suffers, or episode 1, suffers from pretty lousy visual, visuals, bad sound font choosing and in general some pretty bad choices not even just you know like development choices just in general choices it was originally meant to be a mobile title and then someone had the idea to stick the name Sonic 4 on it and then bring it to consoles that's how that happened the second game I think is a lot more polished I do sing my praises about this one a lot because the tag team mechanic was interesting if not had a little more room for improvement but I love where they were going with it and it was pretty good for what it was. The levels were much more unique than the original because the original just reused levels from old games but gave them new titles and a slight new coat of, coat of paint. Whereas Episode 2 made pretty much completely new levels, minus one or two. And as I always go on about Sky Fortress, my absolute favourite airship level in the series, the mechanic, well not mechanics, but the gimmicks they had in that are really fun, like running along the side of walls. In general, I think this one brings a lot more to the table. That's that's another one that I keep liking to say. But yeah, I think check out episode two, but don't check out episode one. Is how I'd recommend that. Triple Trouble. Um, obviously, there's a joke to be made here, isn't there? <laughs> But I, I, I do quite like Triple Trouble as a game and as a show, but it's not. I think it, it's the weakest out of the four mainline Game Gear slash Master System titles, just for the reason of it doesn't really have memorable levels. The music isn't as good as the first three, and it was feeling a little bit worn in some places. Like the tried and true formula was getting a bit stale, so. It's still good, but I wouldn't be as gun-ho to recommend it as... I wouldn't be, you know, as quick to recommend it as some would. Tales Adventure and Tales Sky Patrol, they're okay. There's nothing I can really say. They're short. They don't really do too much. And yeah, Twinny does bring up a good point. I just looked down in the chat room 
What the hell is going on right now? <laughs> what? I'm I, I'm well aware of how this started, but I'm just still so confused. Okay, yeah, so that's the thing. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, let's go on to the trivia coast, shall we? I think we should. Trivia Coast. So we haven't had any more guesses from Callum yet. They were pretty funny, to be fair, because <laughs> he still hasn't got the answer even after all this time. Despite that, though, we can still give you... For those of you who missed it, we can relay the first two questions, and I'll give you the easy question, which hopefully you should all know. Or if you don't know it, Google will pretty much give you it immediately. So starting off with a hard question. Originally, it was intended for another stage to be between Palm Tree Panic and Collision Chaos in Sonic CD. <laughs> what was the name of this stage? As for the medium question, how many times shall you have to hit Eggman to defeat him in Sonic 3 and Knuckles? Keyword being Sonic 3 and Knuckles is Hidden Palace. <laughs> Hidden Palace. So, a lot of people thought it was Sonic 2. No, I did specify it was Sonic 3 and Knuckles. As for the easy question... Who developed the Switch release of Sonic Mania? That was, who re who developed the Switch release of Sonic Mania? Send me your answers in the Discord DM, Green Vibrate, hashtag 6383. And we're going to get into a bit more music. So, going into probably my favourite... Actually, no, there's one I like more, but I thought this was appropriate because we needed a casino track, considering how much of a staple they are in the 2D Sonic genre. So, from Sonic Advance... This is Casino Paradise Zone, Act 1.
entries for the Trivia Coast are now collected. Trivia Coast. Let's see how you did for those scores, but first of all, I'm going to tell you what you just listened to. So from Sonic the Hedgehog 2, that was obviously Mystic Cave Zone. Before that, from Sonic Advance, that was Casino Paradise Zone Act 1. Let's see how you did on those scores, and let's see what the answers were to the question. But as you just heard there, the entries for the Trivia Coast aren't now closed. With that in mind, I'm going to start off by saying who got what in that round. So... We had Supersonic Swag, who got three points. He got the medium question correct. As for everyone else, we had Jamie, who got... uh, He got the full nine points, yes. So he got every question correct. Electric also got the full nine points. Lost Impact didn't get anything in the end. Callum got... I think Callum got five, yeah, I don't think he entered the last one. So that's it. We had Supersonic Swag with three, Jamie with nine, Electric Boogaloo with nine, Lost Impact with none, and Callum with five points. Now, with that in mind, shall we get on with what the answers were to these questions? And I bet some of you will be kicking yourself. So. Hard question. Originally, it was intended for another stage to be between Palm Tree Panic and Collision Chaos in Sonic CD. What was the name of this stage? The answer to that question was Relic Ruins. So, a lot of people sent me in R2, and R2 is technically correct, but that's what the game refers to as the second level, not what the zone was actually called. So, technically, while it may be correct, I was looking for the zone title not the in-game ID for it. So, apologies for that, but it did make for some fun first guesses, because I think almost everyone put that as their first guess. But, most people did get there quite quickly, and I actually wish I'd swapped this question around with the medium question. I thought medium would be quite obvious, because I feel like I've definitely mentioned it before, but apparently not many people remembered me mentioning it, so I should have just taken the plunge and put that as the hard question. With that in mind, let's get, into, let's get on to what the medium question actually was. How many times do you have to hit Eggman to defeat him in Sonic 3 and Knuckles' Hidden Palace? A few people obviously got the answer to this, and we had, we had quite a few interesting guesses, to say the least. A lot of people thought it was very low down, for example, so like, you know, five or six hits. We got one on Twitter which said six hits, despite the fact I say we can't play on Twitter. There we go. But people were sort of going in that ballpark originally, and then they decided, as long as they were thinking, hmm, well, for as long as he's still on screen, is that an answer? No, that wasn't an answer. The key word in this question was defeat, because under normal circumstances, Eggman runs away, and you have to go chasing after him into Sky Sanctuary. However... If you use cheat codes, and I'm saying cheat codes because the cheat code doesn't act, doesn't give away the answer, but the cheat code stops him from moving, which then allows you to reveal the true number of hits it takes to defeat him, which is 256 hits. 
Now, I know what everyone's thinking. That's such a random number. Why would it be 256? Integer under an overflow is the answer to that, because um, how binary works is you count in 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, 128, so on. Every number adds up to be one less than the last one. So, for example, um, I'm trying to think this through. So, so, for example, say you wanted to make eight in binary. Or no, say, okay, so adding four, two, and one in binary would make six. No, it wouldn't. I'm an idiot. That makes seven, which is one less than eight. 200... If you add together everything up to 128, that should, in theory, give you 255. One over goes to 256, and then the game glitches out because it doesn't expect you to go to 256. Therefore, if you hit him 256 times, Eggman is defeated. So that was way out of the ballpark for Callum, whose highest answer was 40. And uh, as Skyblade says, yeah, an integer, hold, an integer holds up to 256, which is what I was trying to get at, but it didn't really work. I, logic didn't work for me for a second there. Add one more 256 and it rolled back over to zero. Yeah, at this point I've just... I went completely off track there, but you still sort of get what I was trying to say. Skyblade's clearly got <laughs> the, the better explanation down in the chat there, so yes. One more than 256 causes it to under or overflow. I can't actually remember off the top of my head now. I, this, this is the reason why I've, I've failed computing. Um, <laughs> but you get the point. Anyway, easy question. A few people actually didn't get this one. Who developed the Switch release of Sonic Mania? A few first guesses suggested that it might have been Christian Whitehead because he made all the other versions or Headcanon. The Switch release of Sonic Mania was handled by Tantalus Media. What else did Tantalus Media make? Manex TT Superbike for the Saturn. And the Model 2. But the less we say about that game, the better. But luckily, their Switch port of Sonic Mania is really good. Arguably better than all the other ports, actually. So with that in mind, thank you so much to everyone who took part in the Trivia Coast this week. As always, we'll be back in two weeks' time with another round. As for now, we're going to get in some music, and then it is time to test someone's topicality. But until then, let's listen to something from Sonic Rush. So, f from the actual final boss theme, and not the true final boss theme, this is Bomber Barbara, or something like that, I can't remember. I need to move on. Enjoy Bomber Barbara. That, that's, that's the actual name of it. Yes. <laughs> when we come back on the Topical Resort, we will be playing the Test Your Topicality segment. But as for now, enjoy the music.
Kicking off your Radio Sega live weekend, this is the Topical Resort with Green Viper 8. an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. One opinion, two opponents and only one will be triumphant. This is Test Your Topicality. Ironically, it's another Sonic Rush track. Welcome to Test Your Topicality. What you just heard there was from Sonic 4 Episode 2, Sky Fortress Zone Act 2, because of course it was going to be there, because it was eligible, and it's one of my favourite tracks from the series, so I had to pick it. Before that, Boma Barbara. And now, it's time for Metal Scratching, because someone, and by someone I mean I already know who I'm going to pick, is about to have their topicality tested. With that in mind... I think I'm going to go ahead and try and find them. Um, I think I'll ring them directly, actually, because that'll make it a bit easier. Can Discord please not display the ringing sound effect? Uh, let me come to my sounds. I bet it will anyway, though, because typical. Right, let's let's ring up this user. I have no clue what I'm even saying anymore. There we go. Well, it could have helped me to join the chill out first. Oh, oh well, here we are. Welcome to the show, Rexy. How are you doing today? 
Oh, doing okay. Just realised the last minute I've got a block to try and fill in for the second show of Sega Mix Mix. I drive about 20 or so minutes, maybe like an hour and 20 minutes with the way this is going. Oh, you got to go fast, as always. In this case, rush through and try and get the tracks up. I don't know what I'm going on about. I'm trying to get the timer set up. Oh, you want me to try and do a few more brawl, brawl talks? Do brawl talks to try and get that side out? Yeah, please, sir. Go, going back to the chat for a second, I'm still confused. The roleplay's got even stranger now. It was pirates for a bit, and then it was robots, and now it's SpongeBob and Patrick. What? Ig ignore it and go on is what I'm going to do. All I can say is uh, the chat just likes doing its own thing. They've probably had too much sugar in their dinner tonight. <laughs> Here's a sugary dinner, that's the thing. Too much sugar in the pudding, obviously. With that in mind, okay, got the timer up and ready. So we got seven minutes today because a bit of a shorter one. I don't think this needs a full ten minutes, but with that in mind, today's the point that we must argue for. Classic right, Sonic then. games have a limited potential. So, with, so, <laughs> um, so what, what side am I on? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I haven't sorted this out at all yet. Um, I think in a twist of events you should argue for why they don't have limited potential and I should argue for why they do have limited potential despite how much I bang on about them. That sound good to you? Yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to see if I could try and flex my hair for this one. Okay, so I'll tell you when the timer begins. It will begin in three, two, one, now. So, with oh. that in mind, Classic Sonic. We all know who Classic Sonic is. He's the 2D counterpart to modern Sonic nowadays, but he's also the title given to the original Mega Drive games as well as Sonic Mania. But I think that he has limited potential due to the fact of that dimension limitation, because there's only so much you can do in 3D. In a sense, it's limited in the in the fact of you've got to make incredible-looking levels, but you can never explore more than that than that second dimension. You can never look at what's in the background. You can never explore beyond the plane that the game wants you to go into, and that's why I think potentially Classic Sonic might be a bit limited. Objection! I'm sorry, there's a bit of bit of Phoenix light in there. Let me bring you. Um, metallic madness is seen in Sonic Mania. Now that is a crazy way to actually suddenly go into the background thanks to those bouncing things that's, you know, like big seesaws. You're actually being able to move into another plane of existence. I know this was something that Rayman had actually explored before, but this is something that has the potential to be in a lot of 2D platformers, let alone Sonic. So, I, I also think this could be used for other levels um, in potential future. 2D Sonic games in the future, that's how I could see that happening. I definitely agree. 2D switching, or switching between planes between the foreground and the background is definitely a feature which can be brought to the series to spice things up a bit, but in other ways I think the series isn't spiced up in a bit because, as we've seen, Sonic 1, 2, 3 and Mania, they all follow very similar objectives. All you've got to do is just get to the end of the level, sometimes you've got to collect the Chaos Emeralds or go to a bonus stage, but in a sense, if they made any more than four games in this little sub-genre of the franchise, or this little corner of the franchise, then could it become a bit stale? Because the concept itself is very repetitive compared to perhaps a modern Sonic title. So doing the exact same thing game in, game out 
could that lead to it becoming a bit stale and therefore limiting its potential? Unless there's Not some really. serious I reimagining. Really well, I wouldn't really say that because basically in the 3D Sonics you're doing the same thing anyway. And Mario is pretty much um, getting bowed on its vanilla way of getting from point A to point B. It's like a staple in this kind of genre. Oh great, they're genuinely saying Oddworld also moments when you're going against the background. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about Oddworld. That was a bloody good way to go about. I'm gonna, <laughs> kind of going a little bit off topic right here. But yeah, I know you would have also seen that in Sonic Heroes you had some other objectives, particularly with Team Chaotix when you were just look for certain items across the stage, get a certain amount of rings, beat up a certain amount of bad guys, you know, that kind of thing going on. And I honestly think some um, rearranges of different levels can actually um, help out a lot in, in, in the future with different goals. I mean, that sounds like a certain uh, achievements or NES remake, uh, I mean, uh, NES remix equivalent there of, of exploring new themes. I can see that happening. I, th I think that's certainly, they, they could do that, like a sort of, especially Mega Drive collection would work, but you could do that with the Sonic titles, make them into NES Remix style mini-missions. But, in a way, with Classic Sonic, it's been proven that the levels aren't very unique between titles. I mean, look at Sonic Mania, that game just rehashes old levels. Green Hill, Chemical Plant, we've seen them before, and we've also seen some types of levels before. You know, how many times, for example, have we seen a casino type level or a hill type level or you know something along those lines in a game or a water level surely there's got to be some more level types but classic sonic would lead me to believe there isn't because it reuses the same types of levels over and over again therefore is it slightly limited in that way because they can't come up with any more different level design sort of quirks for different level types well, there are quite a few tropes that are involved, and even in some of the newer levels, but Press Guard was like one of the most unique I ended up experiencing in Sonic Media. I don't know whether it was like a uh, outdoor botanical level or some kind of industrial machine, some kind of great fusion between different tropes, so it actually um, opened doors for other kinds of exploration right there. I know Sonic Colors have previously done that kind of thing with Planet West, which was like Green Hill mixed with another factory level or something like that. But, but you know, there's always potential to end up looking out towards something new. Heck, I mean, I'm kind of going off topic towards a completely different series for the matter. If a game like Pokemon can make a Pokemon out of the washing machine, then there's still room for 2D creativity just yet. That is definitely true. There could be some more room for creativity. But as of its limited potential, um, hmm... I am stuck for points. Let's think. So we've seen different sorts of obviously like 2D games. There's been the boost games. There's been the bracing games. But they've never in Classic Sonic really experimented with too many different styles of play. They've they all the characters sort of play a bit similarly. They never introduce a character that plays different. The only time they introduced a mechanic that felt different to the tried and true platforming, spin dashing, all that sort of stuff was the was the ring mechanic in Knuckles Chaotix. That was the only time where a classic Sonic title had a mechanic which felt completely different to the rest of the lineup. So in that sense, if the only game that feels different is a spin-off game and each character between games doesn't really get any new moves, they retain the same stuff that they previously had. Is it limited in that way that they can't upgrade 
the existing characters or create new characters? Well, I definitely got the uh, characters down with different abilities. And I know you're trying to bring up Chaotix, but you got to remember that became broken really fast. I remember you have to take away a certain amount of rings just to end up having to, um... Is it like to re-stick? I think it's been a while since the last play, uh, Chaotix. Like, you could ultimately finish the stage with, like, minus certain number of rings. Yeah, so I, I don't really understand why the hey that would happen. I was just bit getting, getting into the special stages a, a bit too hard as it is. It could have actually mean catastrophic results had it actually uh, gone even worse than that. And then people would be very angry at their 32Xs for crashing their game due to that. But either way, yeah, we, we still have a lot of potential to actually refine some of these techniques that we couldn't actually do at the time. This is why Mania felt like it could have actually been on the Sega Saturn in the first place. It's just time to refine some of these assembly line ideas of the uh, 16-bit games, including the 32X, to actually, uh, oh my goodness, to, <laughs> to um, uh, actually make them flow uh, in a more cohesive um, modern-day environment. So I can see that going on. And besides, racing games, Micro Machines wants a word. In fact, Sonic-style Micro Machines would have been so badass. <laughs> I agree, but anyway, that was time up. That wasn't my phone going off. I really need to disable the timer or the buzzer at some point on there. But in total, we actually managed to both make four points. So there's no there's no clear king or queen this week. So instead, I think we're going to have to leave it down to the audience because I <laughs> just sheer number trophy can't go to anyone. So audience. In this case, who do you think won? Remember, it's not based off who you necessarily agree with more, but who you think made the most solid points arguing in their favour. And I feel I feel need to clear up, obviously, I, I don't think Classic Sonic, Sonic is limited, but you've got to argue for it in top, and test your top account. That's what makes it fun. You argue for something that you don't necessarily agree with, or sometimes you get the benefit of agreeing with it. Anyway, with that in mind, if anyone's actually going to participate in the chat, uh, not roleplay, hit him. I don't know, everyone's turning into zombies now. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I, I glanced away for two seconds and next next minute everyone's dead. Yeah, I mean, like at the start of this argument, everyone was turning into Crash Bandicoot. I, I don't, I, this is why you don't neglect people or neglect your children. Always keep an eye on them. <laughs> True words were never said. But yes, anyway, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Rexy. I think we're going to wait a bit to see it, whether anyone actually gets back to us during the break, because currently zombies are infesting our Discord channel. But everyone, be sure to stay tuned for Sega Mix Drive at 9pm, hopefully, providing... Hopefully 9pm, might even stretch a bit longer. It shouldn't stretch too long, it may be like a minute or two over, but it shouldn't be. But yes, check out Sega Mixer Drive, you all know what it's about by now, and uh, catch you over there. So, any, any last things you want to say? Well, it's a Sega Saturn show, because I didn't have a chance to do so in May because of BOOM! I'd <laughs> be a little bit too irrelevant of the tongue. But uh, yeah, um, in time for the European anniversary, we're going to be airing a lot of arrangers for that system tonight, with lots of very fun theme blocks, and a couple of new Sonic R arrangers that I found as well, so... Gonna be pretty sweet, I would say. Gonna be some great music tonight, hopefully, and obviously Absolutely. the usual banter to be expected. Pretty much. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for coming on the show, Rexy, and hopefully we can catch you again on this segment sometime soon. Oh, no problem. It was fun actually defending the classic games, and maybe who knows what happened next time I probably handle this. <laughs> Should be good. Anyway, I'll see you later. Uh, thank you. Bye, bye, bye. Bye for now.
And that was Rexy, and that was Taste of Topicality, and now it's time for the Toppy Mix, where I pick a Sega track not relating to the topic of the episode, a remix relating to the topic of the episode, and a non-Sega track not relating. And as for this week's Sega track, I wanted to play this on the pre-stream for the charity marathon last night, but I just completely forgot about it, so I, I slotted it in here. Then we got an awesome remix from Opus Science, or as Jamie would say, Opus Sucks Collective, and then a track from Kirby, because I quite like it, it's quite chill. That in mind, let's get on with the Toppy Mix, and then we'll be back for the final segment of the show. Catch you then. Let's get scratching. The Toppy Mix.
management was aware that one of the things that would be necessary was their own strong character. Take a really wanted their own strong character. Take a really wanted to create this Mickey Mouse. The view at that time was you needed a mascot, typically a platformer that brought to life your brand. He needed to be the face of Sega. Sega really wanted to create its Mickey Mouse. You needed a mascot that brought to life your brand. He needed to be the face of Sega. for one last time welcome back to the Topical Resort that was Kirby Triple Deluxe with King DDD Drum Dash Stage 3 for that was Opus Science Collective aka Opus Sucks Collective as Jamie would have you know that was Sky High a remix of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 8 Bits Sky High Zone the infamous hang glider we all know and hate 
Before that, from Sonic the Fighters and Model 2 Classic, that was Flying Carpet, Back to Soul. Now here we are at the end of the show. So thanks so much to everyone who's been tuning in tonight. We've had a quite odd cast down in the chat room. We've had Callum, we've had Lost Impact, we've had Jamie, we've had Rexy, we've had Skyblaze, we've had Supersonic Swag, we've had... Who else? Let's scroll up a bit because there were some other people past the chat span. We had Kefki, we had II, we had TC... Oh, TCB was here, I didn't even notice he was here. Damn. Hey, what's up TCB? We had Twinny, we had... We had some others. If I missed you out, ping me or something and I will... Electric Boogaloo, we had him. That's how long it's been since he sent a message. <laughs> but yes, with that in mind, thank you so much to everyone who's been listening. But as always, you want to know what's coming up next. But first of all, I'm going to tease you. Uh, once w- once we're done here with Sega Mixer Drive, please go ahead and tune on in to the J10 Marathon channel, the one that we were live on yesterday with Radio Sega, because we have set a new goal of $200. you gotta you got to aim for the stars. you got to reach for the moon. And that's exactly what we're doing. So we set a new $200 goal. We're about $128 race of special effect currently. But if if you have some money to donate, or if you're able to spread the word, please come and watch down at the stream down below once all our shows are over for the night, because it would be much appreciated. As for our next topic, well, I think it's time we finally knocked a certain line of shows off the list. Because minus... Minus a Sega-branded one, this will be the final one in this genre. So, that in mind, we're going to be revisiting the handhelds for one semi-final time as we look at the PS Vita's lineup of Sega titles. We've still got the Game Gear to go, obviously, but outside of Sega handhelds, this will be the final one, at least for a good while, because there's one coming up which we can't do until the console's dead, which will be for a good few years yet. But thank you so much to everyone who's been tuning in. You've been awesome. It was a little bit weird, the roleplay, I will admit, but there we go. You've been awesome. I've been Green Vaporate. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to end you off with a track from Sonic Generations from Speed Highway, Act 1. Run through the Speed Highway, a creatively titled name. It's literally just the same as the original. But I've been Green Vaporate, as I said. Tune in next week for another awesome episode of the Topical Resort. It'll be week B, which means Topical Thesis and Discord call-in instead of Trivia Coast and Test Your Topicality. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next week. And, as always, stay topical.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.